You're listening to the Sick Mom's Guide Podcast, Episode 11. Welcome to the Sick Mom's Guide Podcast. Today, my mom is talking about how important it is to have fun. She spends a lot of time sick in bed. If she can have fun, you can too! So today I am talking about fun and I am talking about you having fun. You as a mom, you as an adult woman, when was the last time you sat around and thought just about having fun? For some reason, women tend to take care of everybody else and we don't tend to take care of ourselves until we get really, really frustrated and then and then we do. But I think that it's a good idea if we spend conscious time every week doing something that we enjoy. And I never really thought about it until about four or five years ago, one of my older daughters was dating this man who had this brilliant, and she married him, and he's a wonderful son-in-law, by the way. He came up with this brilliant idea, though. See, he had been raised in a family with just three boys, And the mom supported them doing all boy things. It was like all dude all the time, great kinds of fun. And they played and they ran around the neighborhood and they did what boys do. And he didn't really have a lot of experience hanging out with girls and seeing girl toys and stuff. Because, you know, if you're in a family of guys, it's just you do guy things. So it was my younger daughter's birthday and the two of them had gone out shopping, my daughter and her boyfriend, to buy a present. And when he came back to the house, he said, oh my gosh, girls' presents are all about preparing them to work later. And we were like, what the heck are you talking about? That doesn't even make any sense. And he's like, no, 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 but boys get play and girls have work. And we didn't know him all that well at the time. And I didn't really understand what he was talking about. And so he explained it. And I'm going to explain it to you because I think it is so brilliant. We give boys toys, right? They have action figures that are just to play. They play make made up games. We give them Legos that are just like for building and using your imagination and, and they're fun. And true, we do give girls Legos now. Um, not quite the same as boys, but yes, um, boys get sports equipment and everything that we give them has to do with having fun and enjoying themselves and enjoying the moment. But what do we give girls? They play with dolls, right? That prepares them for motherhood. We give them toy kitchens that gets them ready to want to cook right? All these things that we give to girls, they're in preparation of doing womanly jobs later. They're play acting at their jobs. I mean, my eight-year-old has a toy vacuum cleaner for crying out loud. If that doesn't scream preparation for later work, I don't know what does. And I never even thought about it until he said that. And I looked at all the things, you know, because we've got seven kids together, right? So, I thought back, what have we given our boys and given our girls? And, oh, he was just so spot on. And so I've really worked on thinking about giving my daughter, because my older daughters are grown, right? They had they weren't playing with toys anymore when I learned this brilliant thing. So I'm really working on giving my eight-year-old toys that are toys and games that are fun. And they're not preparing her for working at home later or for taking care of a family later. Although it is important to know how to do those things. Yes. And you want your daughter to do them well, 
but her entire playtime as a child shouldn't be spent on that. So if you're like me and you were raised with those kind of things, then playing for you might not be as fun as it would be for guys, right? Because if guys want to go out, what are they going to do? They're going to go out, they're going to go fishing, right? Where they can sit around and they can relax all day, maybe have a couple of beers, have absolutely nothing to do. Or they're going to go play sports where they can run around on the field and have fun together. And honestly, I think it's fantastic. I definitely wouldn't want to take that away from them. But what do we do for our fun? We go shopping, right? Something that has to be done anyway. Something that we're doing for ourselves and our family that just is a job in one respect. Granted, we look at it as fun, but it's still work. Or we'll go to parties like say Tupperware parties or um, oil parties or whatever the thing is this day that everyone's into, right? So we go and so we're buying things for our homes again. And why don't we give ourselves permission to just have fun, right? To just get out and let loose and have fun. We need a women's equivalent of fishing, if you don't like to fish, where you get to just leave everything behind, right? There's nothing going on out there. They're not dealing with problems. They're not doing anything but just sitting down and relaxing. And because it's called fishing, right? They get, they have permission to do that, but we don't seem to have permission to do something like that where we can just zone out and have no guilt about doing something comforting, relaxing, that's not doing a job for ourselves or our family. So I just want you to think about those things. To me, it's a lot. It's kind of overwhelming when you start to think about all of it together because we've just been raised and programmed, if you will, to think a certain way. And I think that we need to rock that boat and take time to have fun and do fun things that don't equate to work. Also, another thing that just hit me a couple of months ago is that I am in a sandwich generation. Okay, so I've named it that it's nothing, whatever, if it's that goes with something else, I'm sorry. But for me, in my head, I'm in a sandwich. And this is why. When I was a kid, Everything in my family was focused on my parents. Everything in my friends' families were focused on their parents, right? So I lived near LA. We went to Disneyland. You know, I was in a 4-H club and raised pigs and chickens and ducks. But doing that in LA is a story for another day. But I mean, I did have my things. But as a whole, my things that I did with my family were based on what my parents wanted. We went to their restaurants. We didn't go to like a Chuck E. Cheese or a whatever play thing. Um, we went where my parents wanted to eat good food. That's what we did. And I was quiet and I sat there and I listened and that's, that's how it was, right? And so everything we did were there are vacations and everything was based on what my parents wanted. Well, somehow there was a shift in thinking between when I was a teenager and when I became a mom in my early twenties. So all of a sudden, the focus was on my kids when I had them. Everyone's doing everything around kids, right? There's all these um, fast food places or whatever with play places. And so instead of going to a nice restaurant and having a nice meal, we're taking our kids to the play place to eat, or we're going to a Chuck E. Cheese style place or doing things like that, because that's what everyone around us is doing. And <clears throat> excuse me, my whole world had been focused on my kids' wants. And my wants I didn't even think about them. I figured, you know, that part of my life was about my kids. But here's the thing. My oldest child is 28. I've been a mom since 1989. 
Okay. I have totally sacrificed what I wanted. I didn't honestly even think about what I wanted. I never thought about it as a sacrifice. And I don't begrudge my children any day of those 28 years because I loved what I did, but it didn't occur to me that I wasn't happy because I wasn't having fun. I thought I was just unhappy for a lot of other reasons, but the thought of like doing things to make myself happy didn't really occur to me, right? So now I've got a six-year-old at home, which means I have a lot of parenting years ahead of me. And I've got a body that does less as every month goes on. And so a lot of adults around me are waiting to do fun things for themselves until either they're retired or they're empty nesters. Well, I'm not going to be an empty nester until I'm quite old, actually over retirement age. And I want to change that thinking. I want to change this thinking that we can't have fun until we're old. You know, we can't start thinking about ourselves and our wants and our desires. And where do I want to go on vacation? Where do I want to go to eat just for me to make me happy, right? Why does that have to wait until we're old? Sure, we're going to accommodate our kids. We're going to love our kids. We're not going to stop doing things for our kids. But we also need to take the time for ourselves. So what would be fun for you today? What would you like to do today? So homework for you. Okay. Now you're, if you're listening to this, you're probably not sitting somewhere where you can write notes down or anything. You're probably driving or doing something else while you listen, but something to think about because this is fun homework. Okay. This isn't the boring doldrum homework that you think of for school. This is to make your life better because no matter how sick you are, And trust me, I get it because the last two days I have been in bed except going to the bathroom and sitting in this chair to do this podcast, just in bed, because my body has just has times when it just wants to quit. And I'm not letting it quit because I have got too much fun to do. Um, But anyway, I get where you're at. I get that you don't have time. It's like one more thing on your plate. But I want you to think about this. This is not another thing to check off your to-do list. And it's not more work to do. Okay. But for your own sanity and for your own happiness, I want you to think about 10 things you'd like to do. When you're somewhere, you can write this down, make a list, keep it in your phone or keep it on a paper by your bed. But I want you to look at it and I want you to do the things on it. Okay. I want you to find grown up things that you will enjoy doing and find a way to do them. So it can be simple as watch a show that you want to see, just you. Maybe it's a show that nobody else likes. Maybe you don't get to watch it very often because either your kids or your husband are there and you really want to see it. Well, you know what? So take 30 minutes or an hour a couple of times a week and watch the show you want to watch. If it's not appropriate for kids, don't do it in front of the kids, but it's okay to take that time for you. Maybe you want to spend a night away. Maybe you just need a break because you know what? You can be a good mom and still want a break. And maybe you want to spend the night away by yourself or with your significant other. But you know, and granted, when money's tight and the medical bills are coming in, I get it. But you know, you could put away five or 10 bucks a week. And before you know it, you would be able to have that money for a babysitter and a hotel for yourself. And let me tell you something, I've done that before. And it's so wonderful to just sit there with nobody expecting anything. And it's true about the time I would fall asleep. I really, really miss everybody. And I kind of want to go home. But 
just to know, wow, I get to sleep. No one's going to wake me up. No one's going to do anything. I can get up when I want in the morning. I can eat breakfast or have it delivered to my room or do whatever I want. Oh my gosh, I'm telling you what, it's wonderful. So here's another thing. And this is a simple thing, especially if you've got young kids at home. And it's going to sound really weird. I know. But find them toys and games that you like. I know you probably don't even think about what toys and games you would like, right? I mean, who goes to the store and like toy store and buys toys for themselves, right? Well, okay, we won't even talk about weird stuff. But seriously, like when you are picking out things for your children, pick out things sure that they want, but also what are some things that you wouldn't mind playing with them? Or what are some games that wouldn't be drudgery for you to play? Have you ever gone to the game section? And you're like, Oh, that game actually looks kind of fun. I'd like to play it. And your kids like, No, 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 I want this other one. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with you picking up the one you want, and bringing it home and playing it with everybody. Do things that you enjoy. Okay, so think about what, what did you like to do when you were a kid? And if your children don't have those things, and they sound like something that would be fun for you to do with them, pick them up and do it. You're not being selfish. We think of self-care as being boring and grown-up stuff, but it can be fun. Self-care can be as simple as doing something that makes you laugh. And speaking of laughing, oh my goodness, I've got a couple of things that I would love for you to try, okay? Things you can do today, today, even if you don't have much energy, okay? You can play a game you enjoy. Maybe you have a deck of cards and you can teach your kids an old card game, or you can sit by yourself and play solitaire with actual cards, like touching them and feeling them, not on your phone. It's a different thing when you've got the actual physical thing in front of you. Call someone who makes you smile. You know, there's those people in our life, and whenever we talk to them, we walk away just feeling good about ourselves. And like the world's a better place and everything's great. Call that person today. Do not call that person who makes you feel icky and bad about yourself. Don't call that person today. If they're on your list, they can wait. Today is about you feeling good. Okay. Another free thing you can do, even if you cannot get off the couch, have a joke telling contest. Oh my gosh, my kids tell the weirdest jokes. It's hysterical. Like the knock knock who's there banana, banana who, knock, knock, who's there, banana, banana, whatever. Well, they they don't understand that the point is, orange, you glad I didn't say banana. So they'll be like, or airplane, you glad I didn't say banana. And it's hysterical. And it cracks me up every time because they just don't understand. But they are laughing so hard. I can't help but laugh. So, you know, get a joke book out of the library, Google jokes on your phone. I mean, we all have access to everything all the time. You can easily find some jokes. And the last thing I'm going to recommend is that you get rest so that you're happier tomorrow. Because if you're walking around exhausted and doing nothing but checking things off your to-do list and doing what has to be done and then not sleeping because you're so stressed out at night because your list is a mile long in your head, girl, you're going to just be wiped out and you are not going to be enjoying your life and you're not going to be having fun. And the next thing you know, it's going to be a decade later and you're still going to feel the same way. So the time to stop that cycle is now. The time to start enjoying yourself and enjoy and having fun with the people around you is now. Okay. So what are things you can do to make your life better beyond today? You know, set yourself up a silly goal, like have a contest every day to see who can make each other laugh out loud. A belly laugh a day goes a long way to making you feel better. Schedule time for fun into your calendar every week. We schedule everything else, right? Doctor's appointments and kids practices and kids games and 
kids this and that. But really, if all you're doing is running your kids places and going to the doctor for you, that gets depressing really fast. Okay, and it's okay to schedule some time into your calendar for yourself. And Another thing is, and this, oh, this has gone a huge way for me, is to make the space around you, wherever you spend the most of the day, a nice, peaceful, beautiful place. So, I mean, I'm not talking like gaudy, gold-plated, like everything, unless you're into that, which by all means, then do that sort of thing, right? But I'm in bed a lot, okay? I'm in bed 18 to 22 hours a day. That is not a lot of time. I don't even know. What is that? Two to six hours of bed that I'm out of bed. Um, so if I'm going to be in that dang bed, it better be decent in there, right? Because for the longest time, I was really into black. So I had a black comforter and black curtains, which honestly looked pretty darn cool, but also was very depressing. So I got some white curtains. I mean, I just got cheap white curtains, didn't go crazy. And I got a canopy for my bed. And let me tell you something, you can find a canopy. Now, it's just mosquito netting, right? This isn't like a velvet, you know, $1,000 deal. You can find them for less than $20 on Amazon. It will be delivered to you in two days. You can either put little hooks in your ceiling, four little hooks, or if you have a canopy at bed like me, you can just put it over the canopy. But everything comes with it under 20 bucks. And then since I have a canopy bed with these bars that go across it, I hung a chandelier, like a little, like a teenager chandelier, right? From the bed. So when I'm in my bed, I've got this fancy light. I've got this canopy. I've got white on the windows now instead of black. So as I'm sitting there, I'm feeling like a bit of a princess. And I never used to be a princessy kind of person, but it feels really good. It just kind of takes me away. Like I'm not even in this house in Tennessee where I sit day after day, blah, 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 right? I feel like I'm being carried away in this special thing. So that's what I've done for me. And you know, that may not be what makes you feel good, but think about what makes you feel good. And if money's an issue, then slowly, piece by piece, take the things away that are making you sad or bring you down. And as you can, replace them with things that make you happy and make you feel up. And if you have things around you that maybe somebody gave you that you are guilted into keeping near you, there's nothing wrong with putting those things away or giving them away or in getting them out of your house. Because really, your home is all about you and it should make you feel good. And if things in your home spark memories of things that are negative or people that are negative, you don't have to keep them. That's the great thing about being a grown up, right? You get to make these decisions for yourself. So I've noticed that there have been people in my life that were hurtful. And I was hanging on to things in my home, even though they were reminding me of those people or from those people, because I felt guilty or like, I don't know. I just had all kinds of weird feelings about getting rid of things. And once I got rid of those feelings and those things left my house, the energy just felt so much better. It was so much more positive and I felt so much more positive and I wasn't looking at things that reminded me of being negative. So just a thing to think about if you look around and you see things like that. So um, that is about all I had to talk to you about today. I just feel like it's important. We've had a lot of great guests on. 
A few of the recent episodes have been kind of depressing because these are things that women are dealing with and we need to talk about them. And it's so important that there are resources out there. If you've gone through depressing and bad and scary things, but let's take some time for some fun and let's take some time to enjoy ourselves because girl, you deserve it. You totally deserve it. And if you haven't listened to the episode about killing Supermom to save ourselves, that would be the next one I would recommend if you hadn't heard it yet, because we need to just ditch all these negative feelings. And my thing for this podcast has been that we need to lift the veil of shame and ditch the guilt. And as a community, we'll go stronger. And so what I want to talk about is why lift the veil of shame? Because if you're a mom with a chronic illness, you have probably been ashamed at some point, either by your body or by your illness, or by admitting what you've got or your symptoms, or the fact that you can't do what everybody else can do. That can be shameful, right? Especially depending on what culture you're in. There's a lot of cultures that are not accepting of any of those things. And we feel guilty about it, which is why I talk about ditching the guilt. Because if you can't be the person that you always envisioned, and you feel like you're letting people down, you feel guilty. But here's the deal. There are millions of women in America that have chronic illness and are moms. There's millions more out in the world the rest of the world that are dealing with the same exact things. I have talked to them. I have talked to women in four different continents with different cultures, and they all feel ashamed and they all feel guilty and they all feel alone because everyone is so ashamed and so guilt-ridden that they are afraid to talk about these things out in public. And that is why I am talking about them because you're not alone and you don't need to be ashamed and you don't need to be guilty and you need to have fun. You take time for you. Sure, a lot of your time is already spent on you. It's spent on going to the doctor and it's spent on you know taking care of your symptoms and managing your whatever you're managing. But you need time for fun and you need time to live. You only get one life. Let's enjoy this life that we have, right? Because this is it and let's make it great and let's make it great together. I have a community of moms. We right now are on Facebook. We're in the process of moving it to the sickmomsguide.com. And these women are amazing and no one will judge you and no one will make you feel bad or guilty or ashamed. They're just going to make you feel good. And if you've got a problem, you can ask it and you're in a comfortable safe zone with other people who get it. But I also encourage you to reach out to people who you feel are safe, who you can talk to about what's happening in your life. Because I guarantee there are people around you that you don't even know are experiencing what you're experiencing. And if you're willing to be open and honest, then maybe they're going to be willing to be open and honest. And they'll share with you, hey, I'm on, I'm in this struggle with you. So I encourage you to do that. Find your tribe, find your group, find people who get it and don't make you feel bad. Find people who make you feel great and fantastic and happy and find people who say, oh my gosh, you got out of bed today and you took a shower. That is awesome. And that was hard. And I support that you did that. Like, it's incredible to me. And I look up to you. And because let me tell you something, all the women that are in my group, every time they share a win, everybody's so happy for them, because we understand. We understand. And we're learning to live our lives, not just exist, but live our lives 
through whatever it is we're going through. If it's a chronic illness, if you're in pain, if you have anxiety or depression or a combination of any of those things, you are not alone. So I would love it if you would go out when you're done with this and find something fun to do, find something you enjoy, find a game or sit down with your kids and play something that you like or tell your significant other, hey, you know what? These are the kind of things that I enjoy doing. These are the kind of things that I want to see us doing and make a plan. You might just be surprised with it. They want to do it too, or maybe they want to do something different. So you do part of your thing and part of their thing. And then both of you are excited about getting out and having fun because everybody deserves it. And you are not alone and you are loved and cared about and respected And if you are sitting up listening to this or laying down listening to this, I am just so glad you're with me on this journey and you are not going to have to go through it alone anymore. So thank you for listening today. I am sorry about the heavy breathing into the microphone. I am having a hard time breathing today. And I know you're not supposed to do that on a podcast, but you know, what are you going to do? I've got to breathe. So I appreciate you putting up with that. If you like what you heard today, I want to let you know that I have written a book. It's called The Sick Mom's Guide to Having Fun Again. If I can do it, you can too. And in this book, there are so many different fun things that you can do. There's 25 things you can do with the love of your life and 25 things to do with your friends, 25 things to do to make going to the doctor's office fun, if you can even believe that that's a thing. Maybe it's a stretch, but hey, we're trying, right? There are a 100 things that you can do with your kids and 50 of those when you can't even get up off the couch. I'm telling you, I wish that as I had my older kids, I had this book. I didn't even know there were so many things to do until I started doing the research. So I encourage you to check it out. You can find it anywhere online that books are sold. Our introduction today was by Danielle Hardy and our song is A New Day by Scott Holmes. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like it, please subscribe. We'll see you next week.